You have questions? We have answers. We're two Southern moms on the backside of raising kids. And we have some things to say. We've lived life, made mistakes, and learned some lessons. Join us for answers to the questions you, you just, just want to ask your mom. mom. Hey, welcome to another Just Ask Your Mom podcast. I'm Bonnie Blaylock. And I'm Renee Sproles. Well, before becoming parents, all of us probably imagine how amazing it will feel when our baby smiles at us and learns to say mama and reaches out to be picked up. All the feels. Totally all the feels. <laughs> that first time they say, I love you, oh, cue the heart melt. Mm. Well, fast forward to toddlerhood, and a lot of us maybe experience this a lot. Yeah. Too much, in fact. So much that it makes us crazy. I want mommy. <laughs> mommy. Mommy. Mama. Mama. Mommy, do it. Yeah, mom, that little cattle prod to your spine. Mom, mom, hey, mom. Your, your nervous system firing, 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 firing <laughs> constantly. Yeah. Oh, well, what do you do when your child prefers one parent over another? That happens a lot. Have you been there? Yeah, I, I was the preferred parent, surprisingly. Mm. I mean, I was home with him more, but I, I felt so like out of control. Like I didn't know what I was doing right. and I wasn't very warm and fuzzy and they only wanted me. Mm. Not a babysitter. Not grandma. Yeah, the it, babysitters it felt, leaving him at school, all of that. It felt overwhelming. I didn't like it. I Like, I wanted them to want other people. Yeah. Even David, like, when David would get home from work, Emma would um, not turn around and greet him. She'd kind of blow him off for leaving her. <laughs> yeah. And like, then, like, like, the spiteful dog oh, that pees yeah. in your shoe when yeah. you leave. <laughs> like, five minutes. She wasn't, really, she wasn't a hard case, but, like, five minutes she'd warm up. But it wasn't right away. Yeah, we had that, too, but it wasn't uh, constant. It was more like a back and forth kind of thing. It just depended on, yeah, what was going on in life and how long people were there, or how long they weren't there. Mm-hmm. So I, it's a pretty common experience, I think. Yeah. Um, you, you found this doctor, Dr. Aaron Hawkins, who said it's fairly common for kids to have a preference for a particular parent um, and that the relationship between a child and an attachment figure a person who they become connected to forms mm-hmm. really early on in life and it's selective it is well so there's an instinct in newborns to form bonds obviously survival right um and they tend not to be as fussy because they just want to eat <laughs> so what just feed me and hold me and, and make me feel safe but then between six and 12 months those preferences can ramp up and become more solidified and then that's when parents or biological caretakers, usually the people who are keeping those kids safe. So there's a reason why kids are drawn towards having a special relationship with certain people. And um, she said that when they're little, they just don't have the same cognitive skills you and I have to be able to understand and hold relationships as separate entities. They can't process the idea that you can love people equally. So they tend to love one parent at a time. I thought that was interesting. Yeah, they don't know how to love together. Yeah. It's an either or. And that you, there's so many thoughts that come cascading down from that one about how we learn to love one another mm-hmm. and what we can do as parents. You know that age-old question people used to ask in elementary school, like if you had to pick, who's your favorite, your mom or your dad? Like if you could only have mm. one, which one would you pick? I always thought, oh, that left me in such like existential angst. I hated that question. <laughs> I think maybe I couldn't learn to <laughs> separate. separate. I did them. love together. Yeah. Um, well, okay. So why does this happen? So maybe you nursed your child and they wouldn't take a bottle. Yeah. So parent number two can't take over that task to comfort and soothe the child. I mean, that was us. Maybe that was it, Bonnie. They, that you were the source. I was the only source. Mm-hmm. Lord help me. <laughs> the life source. 
<laughs> that's what that's what we all call you, Renee. Oh our life goodness. source. God was teaching me so many things. <laughs> oh my word. And oh. then, like practically, maybe one parent's not there as much as the other one is. Well, yeah. I mean, I was staying home, and David was gone like seven to five. Right. I me mean, too. Just practically speaking, right? They had more FaceTime with me. Mm-hmm. So it becomes kind of a habit. And sometimes parent number one has a hard time letting parent number two do things his own way or her own way. Mm. And guess who notices that and thinks that you're the only one who can do it right? Right. So <laughs> look at that a little bit. Save yourself sabotaging. Yeah. You know, okay. I always do true confessions on here, but true confessions, as much as I just complained about being the only one, when David took over early on yeah. the preschool years, I was like, you can't do her hair right. You can't feed her the right foods. Mm-hmm. And I was... Why re- did you dress her in that? Yeah. Like, how could you possibly have picked that up? How do you think that looks right? Is that helpful? It's not helpful. Mm-hmm. It, it demeans him. It undermines his authority and his love right. for her and his ability to choose. And I got... God convicted me. And he was like, listen, <laughs> if she eats meat and dessert <laughs> yeah. every time she's with him, is it really that often? Yeah. You're she- usually feeding her. Mm-hmm. And does it matter if her hair looks cute or not? It matters to you. Exactly. But it doesn't matter to her. And why does it matter to you? Right. All these deep oh, questions. Because it reflects that, on me. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> I know. Yeah. There, you see that a lot out there, the bumbling father memes mm-hmm. or, oh, yeah, this is how my husband sent my kid to school today. Well, so what? Right. Like he did something. Yes. He helped, you know, he's he, actively involved in the parenting, yeah, which he, he should be. he did it his way. That's right. And if the kid's fine with it then you should be fine with it too. Absolutely. So also maybe parent number two, maybe they're less than helpful anyway. Mm. And they default by sending the child to you. Or they try to do something, they try to buckle them in the car seat and World War Three ensues and they just give up. Yeah. So yeah, and that's like probably a whole nother podcast. How yeah. to step up and not give up. <laughs> right. <laughs> While you're standing in the background just like praying, please just do it. Like just mm-hmm. get it done. Mm-hmm. But it's too much for their emotions or whatever they're not the one normally handling that so they're just like ah I don't know what to do you you do it yeah and then it just makes it worse so okay so what's going on here there is usually a cycle that's happening parent number one usually mom but definitely not always mom always Mm -mm. does almost everything for the child and becomes exhausted and needs a break I'm having some PTSD here thinking about this (laughs) (laughs) so then parent number one asks parent number two to do something for the child And parent number two tries to do it, and then the meltdown comes, and then parent number two gives up, or parent number one just steps in and says, here, just let me do it. Right. And then rinse and repeat with every task, as you just said, the car seat, or brushing the teeth, or wiping the bottom, or bedtime, or bath time, or fixing the hair, or fixing the snack. (laughs) It goes on and on and on. Yeah. And it's just a million numbers of things you have to get done in a day. Yeah, and sometimes... I mean, let's face it. Sometimes we're in a hurry. We just got to get out the door. We, we have to actually be somewhere and get there. Or maybe your day has been, you know, 36 hours long mm-hmm. <laughs> instead of the normal 24. Mm-hmm. And you just want to be done. Yeah. So it's not worth the meltdown. Just get bedtime done already. Yeah. Just let me do it. So, okay, poor parent too. Yeah. Right? We don't ever think about that. How yeah. does what effect does that have on? Yeah, how do they feel? Even if they have lots of confidence or a good ego, it hurts their feelings. It can sting. Yeah. I mean, some kids can be really demonstrative about the rejection. 
pushing the parent away, clinging to the preferred parent as if they're scared, saying things like, I don't want you, go away. Yeah, does that feel... I know. <laughs> does that feel good as a I mom know. or dad to hear like that they, from your kid? Like stiff arm you. And... No. Does daddy ever do that? She legit stiff armed David this week. <laughs> I'm usually the one who has her. And he mm. walked in the door. I'm holding her. And he comes up to snuggle her and give her a little kiss. And she legit holds her arm She's out. It's like, like, talk to the hand. Talk to the hand, sir. <laughs> I'm with the person I'd like. <laughs> yeah, how'd that go over? Oh, mm. it, yeah, it makes you sad. So we just was, were like, okay, maybe she needs a little time to warm up. Okay, this new person's entered the room. Mm-hmm. And we just re- readjusted, gave her a couple minutes, and then tried again, and it was fine. Right, because David is a normal caregiver yeah. in her world. It's not like he's somebody new. Yeah. Right. Well, all that, that just never feels good when no. anybody says that to you, let alone your sweet little pumpkin. So you're starting to doubt yourself as yep. parent number two. Yeah. What did I do wrong? What is it about me that's wrong? Mm-hmm. Why am I so unlikable? You might feel sad or left out or lonely. Yeah, it's so interesting doing this as a grandparent because you just have so much more perspective. Mm. We, you know, he didn't take it nearly as personally. With his grandchild. Yeah, mm-hmm. because we've done this before. And mm-hmm. it's like, oh, all right, just give her some time. She'll warm up. Yeah. I'm cool. And, but the first time around, it, f- it feels bad. And plus, as grandparents, listen, we're not laying our lives down for our child. We, we come in, swoop in for super fun time. Uh-huh. Yay, yay, yay. Big fun party. And we go away. So we have a little more emotional psychological bandwidth to absorb some of True. those that's a good point i feel like in parenthood i just felt like dumped out put myself poured out every single day and right. it's just kind of hard to well i think as parents too we judge ourselves constantly yeah. we're self-doubting and second guessing all the time so when you get the opinion of this person that your whole life is sacrificed for telling you you know nah no, uh, it I know. hurts a little more than it would if you were. Yeah, if you're just like the fun, right? You know, you're the you're fun. Here we are. I'm your name. We're here to make your life the best life ever. <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh. Well, so as in many things in parenting, we have to keep in mind that this is just developmental, which means it's not personal. Yeah, even though it feels personal. It doesn't act, I mean, it doesn't help when you act like it's parent number one's fault. Right. Yeah. Apparently he only loves you. Fine. <laughs> yeah. As I like, am nothing. I mean nothing. I, I am dirt. <laughs> yeah. That doesn't help anyone. It's not like you've been conspiring against them all day to, to do that. I mean, right. honestly, parent number one usually does want a break. Yeah. It's not, yeah. When dad comes home, make sure that you don't speak to him and you turn away. Because that, like, really, is that what no. you think is going on all day long? No, if it is, like, yeah, there's have a list of counselor bigger, and psychologists at the end of this podcast. <laughs> bigger red flags there. To talk about your needs and your codependency. All right, but so for parent number one, like I was just saying, even though we're loved and needed, it can feel frustrating, exhausting, overwhelming. I can get resentful or angry or touched out yeah 100% yes yeah can people just get off me for five minutes touching me (laughs) that's right so in the middle of all that it can also be really hard to take breaks or to ask for and get the help that you need because your child is just not allowing it yeah you kind of just go okay I'll just take care of it not consciously you Mm -hmm. just like move into it and start taking care of it and then when you become exhausted then you become a less beautiful version of yourself (laughs) that's a really nice way to put it (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah. You're unhappy. Mm-hmm. You're grumpy. You're irritable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're not your best self. Mm-mm. So it's helpful for parent number two to recognize this and give lots of encouragement and ding, 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 pay attention, help in other ways yes. as much as possible to take some of that load off, for, especially for crying out loud if you have more than one. So for example, Bonnie, help in what other ways? Maybe the dishes are in the sink. Mm-hmm. Let's rinse those suckers and stick them in the dishwasher. Maybe there's laundry. Or okay, you give the mm. bath. I'm going to clean up the bathroom when it's done. Yes, absolutely. You feed her. I'll clean the kitchen when it's done. Oh, the sound of the dishes being clink clinked around yeah. and put away is such a beautiful sound. So is the the vision of a man vacuuming. <laughs> yeah, nothing sexier it than is that. So <laughs> sexy. <laughs> On so many levels. That's right. Yeah. And so yeah, help out. That's easy, right? So, and as parent number one, it's helpful to know. Parent number two is probably already being hurt like we just talked about. So it's probably not a good time to pile on with stuff like, you know, if you would just help more, she probably wouldn't do that. <laughs> right. No, no, that's that's probably not helpful. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, you got to remind yourselves you're on the same team. Yes. You're, you're a united front debrief outside the hearing of the children about this issue yeah um and couch time is a great tool for this we've talked about this before can you tell our listeners if they haven't heard what is that yeah it's just a simple concept when you both are home at the same time at the end of the day take five to 15 minutes depending on the ages of your kids just you and your spouse sitting on the couch together or in the kitchen whatever it's just a name um connecting how are you? How was your day? What's happening in your life? Yes. Let me gaze into your eyes and remember why I love you Yeah. for five minutes. Um, meanwhile, the children are witnessing that. Mm-hmm. So they're seeing, okay, mom and dad are together. They're this package deal. I can take one or the other. Look, they're sitting together. It's kind of a security, reassurance, um, solidarity vision for your kids. Concrete. Yeah, and it's so helpful for the two of you to just, because you are very busy doing those million tasks, it's good to just go, okay, what's happening? All right, so I can keep in the back of my mind. Here's what's going on in your life. Here's what's going on in my life. Mm -hmm. And as we move forward, it just prevents a lot of misunderstandings. Right, and it's not just a business meeting. It's not just about the calendar or about... Who got in trouble and did what during the day? It's it should be a little more than that. Yeah. So we start with that because that's easy. Mm-hmm. Like we do a little daily debrief. How was your day? And sometimes I don't really feel like talking about it all that much. And it's like a two minute. But David is a best storyteller. Sometimes <laughs> I just want to listen. Like yeah, I'm happy. I'm up for the thirty minute. Like very involved detail of your day. So just let your personality types kind of mm-hmm. you know show you where you're going in that direction, and then. It can be like, well, hey, how are you doing? Yeah. Uh, or you might just notice in the body language or the vibe is like, mm, hey, what's going on? Yeah. And it's helpful to have somebody ask you that because then it makes you more self-aware. Well, I am feeling a little bit, yeah, you know, this way or that way because of what's going on. wonder where and that it, comes from. Right. Yeah. It moved to that. But it doesn't always need to be about the kids. I do need to give that caveat because um, you are going to have your spouse with you after they are gone. Mm -hmm. Your your little precious ones are going to leave you Mm -hmm. and go live their best lives. (laughs) And you want to actually know this person sitting across from you. That's right. So this is just a simple, handy tool Mm -hmm. to get in the habit of doing so that you 
remember, oh, yeah, it is the two of us here. Oh, yeah. We are on the same team. It's uh, It's been absolutely critical for us in the empty nest season of life. Yeah. Uh, it's to, easy to pass on the night. Yeah. That would be the two ships. And mm-hmm. just, like, unpack, like, all the feelings. Yeah. And, like, the disorienting nature of where you are in your life. It's been really helpful. And when we get lazy with it, we notice. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so it's just it's another really connection. And anyways, moms and dads. Kids flip flop. I mean, this is not a static thing. Like one week <laughs> is anything in parenting a right, static thing? Right. So, like one week they might prefer the opposite parent, and then as they get older, children might tend to prefer or relate better to one or other of you. Yeah. After about age three, it was all about daddy for my son. Mm. Daddy. He wants to be like daddy. He mm-hmm. wants to go work with daddy. He wants to do you know anything daddy's doing. He's got to be right there on top of him in the middle of it. And my daughter was the opposite, which yeah. I think is natural. Yeah, I think it is you too. pull towards your own gender. You're learning things about it. And then later on, you pull away from that parent yeah. to separate. It's and all developmental. Do you notice that even um, as they were like young adults, like I would notice, oh man, I hadn't talked to Houston like all week. And I'll circle back with David and be like, hey, have you talked to Houston? Yeah. It's like, well, yeah, I texted with him seven times. And we had a phone <laughs> yeah. call. I'm like, oh, okay, good. Now I still need to stay connected, but I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, he's he is feeling connected to our family. Yes, but you know, I've noticed in the when now that they're older and they're out, stuff like that happens and it goes on. And we sometimes will be like, "Well, I didn't, I didn't get the phone call. Like, why isn't he talking to me? Well, you didn't tell me that he said that. You know, like this um, keeping score kind of who talked to who. It's happening again. Yeah, it is, and they're in their twenties, so we still have to be like. It's okay. Like, it's okay if I just talked to him and you didn't. Well, I did do that. You can just articulate your needs. So Houston had had a big, busy week. I think it was just last week. He came over to the house and we were cleaning out bookshelves. So like the Mm. room is a mess. The books are all pulled down and we're rearranging and everything. And I was like, okay, Houston, I want to hear about your week. And pretend like you're your sister telling the story. (laughs) Mom. (laughs) And he graciously agreed 45 minutes that boy talked. And I kept just like undoing the bookshelves. We didn't have to sit like straight across from each other. It was so great and so fun. And he, bless his heart, he accommodated that. Well, that's funny because I said earlier that your kids learn to look at you as a package deal. And we used to say that to them reiterate that to them you know we are one like you can't go ask one of us and then go behind our back and ask the other one of us that's right. not gonna fly yeah so i think they look at us so much as we're one that when we say stuff like that like well you talked to dad this week and you didn't talk to me well i told dad like assuming right that um, means i've told all, both of you aren't you all talking <laughs> don't you live in the same house that's right sleep in the same bed <laughs> i'm only gonna have this conversation once so uh, it's up to you to repeat it to your spouse yeah 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 so, all right, but what can you do in the meantime when you're dealing with this, they're preferring one parent over the other? Well, as with many things in life, a sense of humor does help. Mm-hmm. It just takes the tension level down a little bit. It does. you got to realize it's not forever. Um, and remember, it's usually a toddler behavior at a toddler stage. Toddlers just don't regulate their emotions. They can't. It's like some part got left out of the manufacturing process. So... <laughs> Just get in there and help your child name that emotion. Like, why Why is this an issue? Are you frustrated? Are you scared? Are you, like, mm-hmm. name it. What mm-hmm. is it? That's good. That 
bring out that emotion wheel. Mm-hmm. Where was that emotion wheel when I needed it? <laughs> Behavior I mean, is usually reflecting some kind of need. So yeah. figure out the need. Absolutely. Talk to them about it. Absolutely. Um, I loved this one. It was real helpful for us. Uh, we would have our kids fold their hands and get some self-control. Something about bringing your hands together. I mean, so many yoga poses uh, are where you like raise your hands up and then you bring them down in front of you. Mm-hmm. I mean, why do you think that is? It's a calming It's calming. Action. Yeah. yeah, it's centering you. It's mm-hmm. bringing you like within yourself. And, uh, and like we're not, I think a lot of times we just think we can reason our kids to a place there. But as I keep saying again, not again, at two and three. They're, we're not brains on a stick. We're, we're, we're whole people. We have bodies for a reason. So doing something with your body can be real effective it to help is. get the message to your brain. Mm-hmm. So, you know, sitting or and with your hands together or even like, listen, in the public bathroom. Oh, or yeah, you don't please. want them touching everything anyway. Standing with your hands together. That was just a helpful yeah. health and health and safety <laughs> kind of yes. a thing. So it's a, it's a great tool. It is. Then I think you also want to just... You are the parent, mm-hmm. parents, so lay out what's okay and not so, not okay. It is okay to set some standards and rules. Like, it's okay to want daddy, but mommy's going to do bath tonight. Absolutely. So it's not okay to hit <laughs> or say mean things right? If, just because you're mad about something. Right. Um, and as always, if this is a problem and the emotions get high, working um, on this when you're not in the middle of it, just kind of debriefing about it is helpful. Sure. It, it'll keep you from having to try to do all this reasoning when they're really, really upset. Mm-hmm. Which brings me to setting things up earlier in the day. Hey, talk about dad's coming home or mom's coming home. And when they get home, they're going to read you a book and they're going to brush your teeth. And then I'll get your PJs on and tuck you in. What do you think will be fun about dad reading to you or mom reading to you? What book should we choose? Yeah, set the scenario up for success. Mm-hmm. A lot of the problems with toddlers is they really have a hard time transitioning and changing. Yeah. So they've been with one person all day. It's a transition issue. You know what's coming down the pike, but they don't. Mm-hmm. And certainly some dispositions, this is critical. Yeah. Certain, you know, Myers-Briggs personality types feel really out of control when they don't know what's coming next. Like, what are we doing today, mommy? If you get that kind of question, this is a child who... Right. Wants to know who's doing what when. Yeah. Some are more happy-go-lucky and free, and you can just maybe do this a little bit. But some, they really, really need it. Right. And probably if you're not wound that way, God will give you one that is wound that way (laughs) to even you out and stretch you. That's right. Congratulations. Oh, my. And then... I think it's important for you as the preferred parent to just leave the house a lot. Mm. Just, this is going to be your option. Don't throw me in that briar patch. I mean, like, send me to the grocery store by myself. <laughs> no, right. I get to walk around Target. <laughs> yes, please. Oh, my goodness. Just so, it doesn't have to be, you know, for a week at a time, but maybe an hour. Yeah. Now and then, a weekend. A glorious, shining hour. Right. Of alone time. That would be amazing. That would give the preferred parent the break, and it gives the child no other option than to have things done with preferred or parent number two. Yeah, they have, so. they have, they're there. And if it goes terribly, like, don't ju- just do a one and done. Like, I remember the first time oh, I left gosh. David with Emma. She was little, of course. She mm-hmm. was little bitty. She screamed the entire time. It was like two hours. It couldn't have been more than three because I was nursing mm-hmm. so much. And it was terrible, but... 
bless that man. He did not say, don't ever do this again. Right. You have to be there for it. You yeah. He, we were like, okay, we'll just try again. This was really bad. Yeah. We'll try again. It will get better. It will get better. Like you said, things always change. That's right. So if that parent, number one, is no longer an option, a lot of time the behavior just kind of diffuses. And you don't know. It's not always like what you described well, with David. Well, she was an infant. Yes. I mean, we're not, she wasn't a toddler. But in the toddler phase, the separation kind of thing happens a lot. So you're leaving them at school or in the, you know, the church nursery and they're screaming bloody murder. You feel like a terrible person. And then if you look back in the window later on, they're going to town on the block tower in the corner, all smiles. They're fine. So it's a, they're just playing oh. you. <laughs> oh my. Yeah. They can transition, with, especially with a good caregiver who's yeah. tuned into them. It'll and work. finally, let's just be a united front. I mean, you married this person for a reason. Yeah. You liked them. <laughs> That's right. You wanted to be around them. You wanted to do this parenting thing together. So do it together. Yeah. Back each other up. Remember, we have talked about this in several other podcasts. Couples who overcome difficulties Mm. report higher levels of happiness on the other side of that. That's right. So you're just building your happiness mountain. (laughs) I think that's a great positive way to look at this (laughs) incredibly frustrating (laughs) issue. But yes. Yes. So hang in there. It will change and it'll probably flip flop. Oh. And you'll get your turn to be the preferred parent later on. You're doing great, parents. You are. Keep it up. Keep it up. It's awesome. Well, we're going to have all this information on our website at justaskyourmom.com, on Facebook at Just Ask Your Mom, or Instagram at Just Ask Your Mom Podcast. And as always, we're asking you to rate and leave a review if you're listening. And better yet, subscribe so you'll get each new Monday episode. And this was a question or topic suggestion. It was, yeah. And so we ask that you continue to send those in to justaskyourmompodcast at gmail.com. And we'll see you next time on Just Just Ask Ask Your Your Mom. Mom.